What's up? It's your boy Ruby Rube coming at you from the Gathering Strength Podcast. Vietis equited iundo. That is Latin for we gather strength as we go. And now I want you to have the buff body, the buff bank, the buff mind, the buff spirit, and the relationship and the marriages that we involve ourselves with are going to dramatically affect that. So we're going to have to learn some new moves as we evolve in our marriages to keep them strong. Because once that honeymoon ends and reality sets in, that richer or for poor, sickness and in health, till death do you part, that vow, hey, you're going to have to take that seriously. Now I had a awesome interview with a man who has been married for 42 years. And one of the good things about my social media feed is that I've been able to cull through all of the people posting malarkey, the ones eating Tide Pods and sharing dick memes. I've been able to block all those idiots and I fill up my social media feed with people doing awesome things, people who are posting things that are gonna keep me with a sunny disposition. And Jackie Richardson, I admire the post that he shares. It's him and his wife, him and his kids, him and his grandkids. And I knew Jackie Richardson during my childhood because I was friends with his son and they ended up moving away. And then through the miracles of social media, we were able to reconnect. And it was great to see that his family's still intact and they're still going strong. And that man is receiving compounded growth because his kids are having kids. And I don't know how it feels to be a grandfather, but hopefully before I depart from this earth, I will get to feel what that feeling feels like. And from what I understand is that it is an awesome feeling. So I look forward to that. I'm in no rush to to get there. But... Jackie Richardson, he was able to share some insight about how a good relationship and a good marriage works. And I'm grateful to have that, to have had that conversation. Now, when Jackie Richardson met his wife at the ripe and tender age of 15 years old, man, when he was talking about his his story on when he first laid eyes on his wife when they were 15 in the roller rink you can feel the passion in his voice and you can feel the love and i i felt his energy when he was talking about it and he even said that it was bringing back a bunch of good memories so it was great for me to walk down that memory lane with him even though i wasn't even born yet But I was still able to feel his passion through the words that he was using to describe those magic moments. Now, without a doubt, our marriage is going to dramatically increase our overall well-being if it is constructed in a way that promotes growth. Now, that is why... I'm using my social media as leverage and as an asset to not only continually 
uh, challenge my intellectual growth, but having conversations like this, it helps me put my relationship in the forefront of my mind, and now I get to analyze and scrutinize the things that I'm doing that are helpful or harmful. And I pray for the strength for those blinders to be removed from my eyes and that I can move in a manner that is conducive to growth where I'm setting up myself to have a better marriage, where I can be a better man, a better husband, a better father, and ultimately an overall better person. Because our relationships with our significant others They can dramatically increase our energy or suck it out, man. With a marriage, you are going to have the goods, the highs, the bads, the lows, the rocky roads, the blissful paradise moments. So we need to prepare ourselves for the good times and the bad times. A good marriage is a lifelong partnership. It is built on love, trust, mutual respect, and effective communication. And I don't have all the answers. I'm a work in progress. But I know that my weaknesses and inadequacies, those are going to be the things that are hindering my growth and stifling my growth. So, man... I I pray for for strength and guidance and I want to move in a direction that is putting me in a better situation three months, six months, five years from now. And all these little things that I do today, hopefully, or not hopefully, I know they will put me in a place that is residing on a firmer foundation. Now, a good union is where both partners feel supported, valued, and understood. In a good marriage, there's a strong emotional connection and a willingness to work through challenges together. Man, a willingness to work through challenges together because, like I said, and Jackie Richardson even confirms this, and once again, he's a man who has been married for the last 42 years. Um, he, he, he talks about the vows, the richer for poor, the sickness and in health. So we're going to have to work through that together. It involves compromises. You're not going to always get your way. You're going to have to compromise. You're going to have to identify as an individual and as a couple your higher valued goals in which your household will revolve around. You're going to have to identify some shared goals and a sense of shared responsibility for the well-being of each other and the relationship. A good marriage is characterized by shared interests and activities, intimacy, and a commitment to growth and personal development. Now, I like the part about commitment to growth and personal development because if you are not committed to growth, and personal development now what you do is you stagnate and the only thing that in nature that likes stagnation is mosquitoes with stagnant water 
Now, your relationship, you don't want it to be equivalent to a cesspool where bacteria is growing and mosquitoes are laying their larvae. Nope, you want to have a constant inflow of inspiration, personal growth, new goals, new shared goals. And ultimately, when you are both challenging yourself on an individual level and as a couple, hey man, that is a sign of a good marriage. So bravo if you are doing things like that. A marriage provides a safe and nurturing environment where both partners can thrive individually and as a couple. Now, us humans, we're not born to be alone. We're not born to go through our entire lives without a significant other. Humans are inherently social beings. And it's not natural for us to be alone. We thrive on connection, companionship, and emotional support. And there's not going to be a more profound and deeper and more intimate relationship than our marriage. Being alone for prolonged periods can lead to feelings of loneliness, isolation, and decreased overall well-being. We are designed to seek and maintain meaningful relationships. And the most meaningful relationship that we're going to have is with our spouse. So you better learn some new techniques, some new coping mechanisms, some new ways to navigate through that journey together that you call life. Now, when I first got married and committed and asked my wife to marry me, I had the older men in my life telling me things like, Hey, well, you don't need to go to the gym anymore. You can give up on your fitness and you, hey, now you can be like me. And they would pat on their, their pot bellies and everyone would laugh. Ha ha ha. Yep, you know, status quo stuff. A lot of people do that. A lot of people quit on the relationship. They quit on themselves and they give that as an excuse to where it's like, Hey... I already have my wife. She's going to love me through sickness and in health and richer or for poor, for fatter or for skinny. But when you are in a good, thriving relationship, you want to give your significant other the best version of yourself. And one of the ways that we give our significant other the best best and highest version of ourselves is to maintain temperance, is to maintain discipline, is to maintain a healthy body and a healthy mind and a healthy bank and a healthy spirit. Just like I said before, I want you to be jacked in all of those realms so that you can give that all to your significant other, to yourself, to your family, because when those things are lacking and that storm hits going to be resorting to your vices and you don't want to have to resort to your vices you want to be able to help yourself you want to have all that strength so that when you are sucker punched by life you're going to be able to stand on your own two feet you might get knocked down but you'll be able to get back up and dust yourself off now marriage can be challenging for many reasons 
primarily because it is two imperfect people coming together and trying to navigate through life as they figure and sort themselves out, that's challenging. And a great marriage is not when the perfect couple comes together, it's when the imperfect couple learns to enjoy their differences. You and your significant other, you're not always going to see eye to eye. And one of the ways that you can characterize a good marriage or a good relationship is by accepting the other people for their views, for the way that they think. It's not always easy, but you're going to have to compromise because who are you? You're not perfect. You don't have it all figured out. Some quotes that resonated with me during the interview was when Jackie Richardson said that marriage comes with all the problems they say it comes with. And once again, the honeymoon is going to wear off and now you are in reality. Like I said, two imperfect people trying to figure it out. Not only figure out how to navigate life and marriage, but they're going to have to figure out themselves. There's going to be a test. There's always a test. But in school, you get the lesson first and then the test after. But in life, you get the test first and the lesson after. And oh boy, there's going to be many tests. So come come prepared. That was a sentiment that Jackie Richardson uh, really spoke about is, hey, be ready. (laughs) And yep. You're going to have to be ready. You're going to have to step up to the plate. You're going to have to have those strong legs, the strong back, the strong mind, the strong spirit. Life's going to be heavy. You're not always going to have a spot. He said a sentiment that resonated with me. Maturing into the relationship. That phrase leads me to believe that during the relationship, there's going to be phases. There's going to be Things that you were doing in your 30s that you're not going to be able to do when you're in your 40s. There's going to be things that you were doing in your 40s that you're not going to be able to do when you're in your 50s. And you will mature into the relationship, into whatever phase your relationship is in. And when it comes to spending time together, you don't need to go out on a French Riviera cruise. You don't need to fly first class everywhere. Hey, simply just going, going to a uh, local taco spot and grabbing some tacos and eating some chips and salsa, washing it down with the cerveza. Hey, that's quality time right there. And it reminds me of a Darius Rucker song where he was like, you know what? We don't need to go out for dinner. He has spaghetti and a cheap bottle of wine. And it doesn't matter where you're at or where you go. All that matters is who you're with. And for the last 42 years, Jackie Richardson has been able to have his woman by his side. And what a blessing that is. So, without further ado, here is the interview that I had with a man who I admire. And I hope that my marriage... or I, I, I know, I know my marriage will last 42 years. I know we're not promised tomorrow, but a boy can dream, right? So without further ado, the interview with Jackie Richardson.
wonderful. Good morning. How are you? Good yourself. Thank you. Hey, wonderful. Hey, this is a, a an honor for me to be able to uh, conversate with you in this manner. What a blessing it is for technology to be able to connect people together and then also be able to connect when you know when we're in the comfort of, of our own homes or wherever you're at but so it's, a, it's such a, a a blessing it's amazing i know just the way things just develop and you know and how it's in my case the old dinosaurs able to kind of pick up on some <laughs> yes hey uh, before we get uh deeper into this conversation can you introduce yourself and um primarily i want to guide this conversation and talk about marriage relationships because in my podcast it's called gathering strength and one of the things that i say is that i want you to have a buff body buff mind buff spirit and buff bank and the relationships particularly the marriage that we that we create and work on is going to affect all of those things and i know you can you introduce yourself and tell us how long you've been married for uh, yeah, um, like I was writing right now that, you know, my name is Jackie Richardson and, um, you know, I, I, we, my wife and I will be married 42 years here uh, this this August 1st. And, um, you know, uh, you know, I'm still, still live in the house I grew up in and I've raised my five children there and uh, and they all live around around the East Bay, you know, in uh in California here and um so yeah that's that's it. I mean, I'm sixty sixty one years old and um we've been married for forty two years. So how old were you when you and your wife um uh, tied the knot and got married? Uh we were both nineteen years old, you know. Um <clears throat> some said too young but uh that has a little story of itself uh, you know how we met and all that and uh and like I was reviewing a couple little things and just some of the like the wifey qualities that I thought she had, you know. What yeah, I, can you uh, can you enlighten us on what what characteristics or personality traits or what light did your wife step into where you were just like at 19 years old, that young, yeah. mature mind at 19 years old where you were like, hey, she's the one I want to marry her. What What were some of the characteristics and personality traits that you identified yeah well <clears throat> first of all i met her when i was 15 and stuff and uh and um you know my back then they had the roller rink so we'd um you know they'd, they'd shut them down around nine o'clock and turn them to like a disco where you could would dance with girls and stuff like that and my best friend and i we used to always go out so you know we kind of hung out seeing these girls come in there and uh to fast forward to, to 19, well, you know, I met her then I, at 15. I, I tried to dance with her a little bit, and she went ahead and danced with me. Then, you know, I tried to do like it with the, all the other girls and try to take her to the movies or something like that and try to get to first base or something. But she wouldn't allow me that to do anything like that. And I, I think that's one of the qualities that I noticed right away uh, um, different than the other girls. Of course, she was very beautiful. Like, you know, she had long brown hair past her rear end. And beautiful, like you know, um, all the skin and, and, and beautiful white, straight teeth. And I, I said, man, I mean, this is somebody to myself in my own little mind that, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want nobody else. Well, dear enough, about a, 
month later, she sent me a little letter said, you know, don't come around here anymore because my brothers are, uh, you know, they don't want you hanging out here and stuff. So, so I went through high school another three, three and a half years, um, just praying every night that I'd get a chance to see her again, you know, because my heart was set at then. And then, you know, she hit me up right before I went to the Marine Corps. She goes, you still going to go in the Marine Corps? And I said, she said, uh, well, maybe come stop by uh, before you go. By this time, from like a 14-year-old to a year old to about 18 19 to like a little little a little more mature of a man and then i went out to san jose and seen her and i, I just i held on i just grabbed her and i just said man i'm not letting you go you know and uh man, that, that oh, sounds like a a movie right there man, uh, under, okay. Okay. sorry go ahead yeah it just it brings back the memories uh and so you know it was only a short few months. I took off the boot camp, and then uh, when she, uh, when I was in boot camp, she planned our little wedding we had with our families. And, and I got out of boot camp, I'd leave, and I, I, uh, I married her, you know. And she, you know, the rest is history. Was- I was just gonna say that, as they say, the rest is history. But man, that sounds like a a great movie right there. I would tune. That, that sounds like a classic love story. Yeah, I mean, you know. You know, and then you know, you go for it with the marriages and stuff, and comes with all the challenges they promise. You know. Oh yeah, definitely the vicissitudes of life, the ups, the downs, the rocky roads, the the mountaintops, everything. So, um, one of the questions that I had asked you was if you were to right now give your younger version of yourself a a a tip some wisdom some insight what what would you share with your younger version of yourself as it pertains to marriage and eventually fatherhood and what's something that you learned over the course of your experiences of being a father husband grandfather working man <laughs> can you lay some some nuggets down for it for yeah. us well like you kind of touched on it a little bit right then excuse me, just the, um, you know, those old traditional vows, when they talk about them, when they say, you know, uh, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, for sickness and health, I mean, if you're not prepared to take those seriously, because they're going to come, and finance is going to be upside down, I mean, you know, you, you, you can be tested with infidelity, you could, uh, you, you, could, you could be sick, you know, my wife's a cancer survivor, um, there's things, and, you know, it, I think, having some uh you know awareness of this when it does come you might stand a chance of, of realizing that yeah this is what was promised to me and i and i and i you know with help i can get through it it's hard doing it by yourself but if you have you know a need i'm a man of faith so if you have a little team of our friends or spiritual buddies that can kind of remind you and keep you grounded uh you know that that kind of helps you um get through some of those times and then uh you know there's no telling because, like I said, they um they're promised and they will come. So uh, that's about what I would say to my my uh, old self. Say, you know what? Be prepared, young man, because it's not gonna be all roses and you know diamonds. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be uh, any relationship is a lot of work. You know. Yes, um, th- that's great insight. Um, so what you're saying is that the honeymoon doesn't last forever. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. You know, and that's, I think it's just part of 
maturing in a relationship too, but I mean, that's probably, let's see, uh, <clears throat> you know, what I would tell myself, you know. Hey, there, uh, there is a, well, I, I'm in the process of writing a book and it's about mindset, uh, about everything that I just mentioned. And one of the segments that I, I have um, written out was called A Storm is Coming. And things are good. Things might be good right now. You know, uh, you might be in a, a place of paradise, but there's a inevitable storm that always is going to come. It could be a financial storm, could be a health storm, could be, you know, just whatever type of storm it's, it's going to come and you have to be prepared for it. So even in marriage with the relationships, yeah, you know, the, those storms, they are going to come. And if you prepare for them and you, if you set yourself up to face that brunt of the storm and be able to take that punch on the chin and keep it moving, then that is going to get you further along. Yeah. And that's what I was, that's, you kind of sum it up with that, the, you know, be prepared for storms and, uh, you know, you, um, they're going to come and, uh, you know, you just have to, like I said, roll with it and get through it. Cause it'll pass too, you know? Yeah. Um, are, are you familiar with the, the love languages? Because I, I want to um, talk about this a little bit. There was a, a book that I read. Well, the title of the book is called The Five Languages of Love. And then I read a friend's book and she spoke about emotional connection. And one of the ways that you can connect with your spouse is by identifying your love language. And some of the love languages are like gifts touch, quality time, uh, words of affirmation. And I forget what the fifth one is, but have you been able to identify? Well, I'm sure you have, but have you identified your love language and your wife's love language? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question that, you know, because, excuse me, um, you know, uh, Initially, when I first heard the question, I was thinking love language has got to be some type of, uh, you know, you know, um, something that you do, like remind you that, that you love each other, you know, and, and I'm thinking, well, maybe it's something to do with affection and stuff like that. And, and so maybe it's got to do something with the way you're typically brought up or shown it. But with you explaining it there, I can understand, like, my wife, you know, of course, we have our eye connection and we love to, to, um, you know, you know, spend time together nowadays and years you know you, you know you love somebody for so many years but there's times in that relationship where you don't like each other but but now we seem to like each other like to hang out with each other so things that we do things that i do is i i try not to deprive her anything of that she wants you know and she's a humble woman so she's not worried about getting no house or mansion but like we'll we'll go to our little uh little restaurants by the neighborhood there a little mexican restaurant like sometimes four times a month, you know, and just spend time together there. And I pretty much just will, will, I mean, she does a lot of the talking and, and it's hard to imagine because a lot of times it get me going, I, I don't, I don't shut up. But um, <laughs> so I think you know, the time we spend together like that or a little, little um, taco dates or something, or my wife, she likes to like do everything, like clean the house, make the dinners, fold the clothes, uh, you know, just, you know, do things to, 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 that I don't have to worry about doing. 
in, hey, that, in that is another, uh, yeah, that, that was the the other um, five love languages is acts of, of service. So, um, you know, your wife, you know, doing those things, ma making you lunch or dinner or this and that, that is a act of service. And that is a love language where, um, you know, there's some people out there who don't do that. And that could be depriving your significant other if that is indeed their love language, an act of service. Good, good. It's good to hear because, like I said, it's not easy to just sometimes just come with a you know an answer. I can just you know learn to kind of just go with my heart and uh, and like I said, in return, I mean, growing up in my mom and dad's relationship, there were things that I learned from my dad that I sure wasn't going to do in my relationship. And one was my mom used to get in a lot of trouble for trying to manage my dad's money, and then all of a sudden there's nothing left. I'm saying, to my dad, I mean, want to pay your own damn bills instead of my mom a hard time. So. So, I mean, for the 42 years, I don't, you know, I've handled the finance. My wife hasn't really even paid a bill, although we pay them together. But, I mean, she hasn't physically had to write them out or anything. And so that's kind of probably one of my services. I just don't let her even get involved and worry about it. You know, she knows and everything. But uh, I think just recently did she get her first little credit card that she's kind of hanging on to, you know. Because I've handled that into the deal throughout it, too, you know. Yeah, so in intuition, following your heart, that's gonna that is gonna serve you magnitudes. You know, we, we don't need to be able to um, articulate all of these nuances of what love is, this and that. You know, for the last forty two years, you guys have just been doing them. Yeah, that, yeah. that's that, that's that's really nice. Um, what is hold on definition of a good husband? Let's see. Uh, uh, you know, well, again, I'm a man of faith, but the uh, I would say, like, um, you know, a provider, a protector. Um, let's see. Uh, the head of household, you know, uh, the spiritual or faith leader by action. You know, that's there you go. That's pretty much what I, I would say uh, and what I try to be as a husband. Well, um, you know, um, throughout the course of my life, I have always heard, you know, comments made by men, um, things they would say like, oh, hey, every man should be able to do this or a man wouldn't do that or what type of man does this? What what type of man does that? And, oh, yeah. and now when when I would try to meet the other standards conveyed by other men, yeah. I found that one, it would lead me out into the wilderness because I wasn't doing things that was my definition of what a good man is. And right. so what is something that you would define as as a man? Should a man be able to do this or do that? Should a man be able to, uh, I don't know, are there some things that a man should do or shouldn't do if if you're able to talk about you know the stereotypes of uh, of a good man yeah and like you said it's kind of you know to each individual although we have the uh you know everybody has their opinion but you know you talk about what is a man you know of course a man is a um uh, a male human being and then uh you know kind of what i figure is he kind of matures through boyhood um you know doing wrongs and rights and eventually becomes a mature young man and, and, you know, in my case, 
try to do the rights. You know, you've learned through wrongs. You learn from other men's examples or hearsay, but uh, ultimately now you're mature enough to do what, again, what in my case, what is right and what is, what is right in your heart and what is righteous. And if I continue to do those, the rights, I mean, uh, uh, it's easier to, 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 um, you know, stay on the right track pretty much, you know? Yeah. When you, when you, uh, consistently do the right thing, it removes friction and frustration and pain from your life. And when you consistently do the right thing, um, the bill that is associated with doing the wrong thing, you don't need to pay that. When you do the right thing, you've reaped a reward. You unlock some wisdom. And when you do the wrong thing, it's so you are going to pay the bill that comes with pain and interest, and that takes away. Yeah. And that comes through, like I said, experience. Some, some men continue to play with the wrong, and, and we all challenge with that. You know, there's no perfect thing, but you try to get those rights out way you got a, a smaller bill to pay like you're saying that's i like what you say yeah yeah thanks um uh growing up uh you being a family man did you ever have any like guilty dad feelings where hey you you may have felt those guilty dad feelings because you were working too much maybe because you were pursuing a goal or a desire that was going to have to require sacrificing time away from your children. Did, did you ever feel any guilty dad feelings? Uh, well, let me see. Uh, well, initially when you would ask me that question, I, I, I want to say no, because, uh, you know, all those experience have made me the man that I am now, but, um, you know, there's been times that, uh, I think, um, you know, uh, I think that I could use my time wiser, you know, um, and, uh, and, and, and been there more um, spiritually or more emotionally rather than just being a, uh, you know, the big bad uh, drill instructor uh, father. So yeah. I don't really, you know, uh, have any regrets, but like I said, the, uh, if I did, if I could, think about any of the things that maybe I could have, uh, you know, done differently or, uh, or any type of, like you said, what, would just be simply something like that, you know, um, and, and time, you know, I've learned now that, uh, that, uh, time is the best gift, a man, you know, person can give another person at all, you know, so, so the kids grow so quick. I mean, from, from, you know, from zero to 18 years old in a flash and, and, and life is short. So, you know, I would, uh, and I do, and I do now, especially when I got older, I mean, you know, I'm all about family, man. I'm, I'm at my grandkids games now and everything. So as much as I can be. So. Yeah. yeah. You know, some of the, the, uh, the, the frustration that I have experienced in my life was because I neglected to articulate how I was feeling, why I was feeling that way, and I neglected to solve that problem. Rather than doing that, I was, you know, raised by men who were equally as blind, because essentially the blind will lead the blind, and they, they weren't dealing with their problems. They were, you know, macho or, hey, you know, the stereotypical mm -hmm. uh, males, you know, back in the day. And yeah. uh, th that led me to bang my head up against the wall of, you know, stuffing down my emotions, not figuring myself out. 
And because I was doing that, that uh, led me to unnecessary suffering for a lot longer. And one of the things that if I were to impart wisdom to my younger self, it would be, hey, get a grip of your emotions. Because if you don't, it's going to affect every aspect of your life, of your work life, your marriage, your your ability to be a great father. And even a, you had mentioned uh, that you, you wished you would have potentially been a little bit more emotionally there because a, you were a, a drill sergeant. You were in the Marines, right? Yes. So, you know, a, as a, a Marine or someone, a man in the military, you have to limit your emotions. You need to be tough. You need to be able to be disciplined and essentially stuff those emotions down because we got work to do, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so that that's something that I would tell my younger self is to, hey, learn your emotions. There's much more emotions to fill the human spectrum other than anger and frustration and fighting and numbing. What is something that a, a tip or some wisdom that you would impart on your younger self now that you're in your 60s? What's something that you wish you would have learned much earlier in in your life well uh it's like you said if you're you could uh be more connected with your emotions um you know you'd be able to uh navigate this thing a little less frustrated but you know um i think that that's kind of developed me to where uh where i am now um but uh you're saying something that I could tell myself then. What, what would you? What was the question I lost track of that? Yeah. So as as a a, a family man, as a husband, you know what 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 is a a golden nugget of wisdom that you have obtained for yourself through that journey of your life, where it's like, hey man, I, if only I would have known this and and learned it earlier, much earlier. You know, uh, I don't know, probably, you know, back then I lived life with, with such an attitude, like I said, being in, in trying to learn what developed the man I want to be. But, you know, these days, I mean, I, I live life with such gratitude because I have so much to be grateful for. So maybe that allows me to emotionally um, look at it differently and, and, and kind of uh, respond to it differently uh, than just regularly reacting to it with through anger or through just physical uh you know gestures so i think uh just being able to look back and, and live life with such gratefulness now i think that's uh something i'm, I'm really you know yeah nice so, so you have perspective and that perspective has given you gratitude and you are po um you are approaching your problems with a mindset of gratitude rather than hey let me lash out and and expose these emotions that I'm used to um, yeah. giving that moment, which is anger, frustration, and, you know, uh, just going, going through those, those emotions. So right yeah. on. Yeah. That, that's uh that is great. Great insight. Is there, um is there something like a, a quote or a biblical scripture that you would want to end this, this podcast with anything that resonates with you? Uh, uh, you know, and I, man, I, ha I always have them, you know, the quotes are biblical scriptures and stuff. And, um, 
Yeah, uh, but uh, I don't know. I just been. I mean, you're you're a wise young man, and hearing you talk back to me helped me, uh, like answer these questions together. I mean, even when when we hang up and stuff. So, uh, uh, you know, mm, right offhand, no, I, I, as you being a, a marine too, and uh, and I always joke about this, but I can just leave you with this, and uh, you know, the Marine Corps is pretty tough, and, and they always say uh, there's only one thing tougher than being a Marine. You know what that is? What's that? Being married to one. <laughs> nice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, uh, I I was in in the military. Um, so I'm sorry if I uh, miscommunicated that, but um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but no, I I, I get the humor, and I'm I'm able to uh, to relate and understand, right. you know, a little bit of what the these men go through in in, in the military. Okay. Nice. But right on. Hey, um, thank you so much for taking time out of your your day to to speak with me. Um, it is these conversations that I don't get to have with with anyone because, particularly, I don't know anyone who has been married for forty two years. And you know, um, you are you and your relationship and your family. Uh, you you guys have an awesome story. You are a genuine unicorn because yeah, there's not many people out there who have yeah. your, your story, and I think that it is unique. And I wanted to reach out to you because I have seen your Facebook post, and it is something that I admire. Where I'm like, man, this man Jackie Richardson, he has the same wife for all these years. He has a beautiful family, and his his kids are having kids, and man, still. Still doing it, man. Right on. So congratulations. You're 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 doing great. You're very admirable. And I, I wish you all of the the continued success and all the blessings in the world. So tell the family that I said hello and thank you so thank, much. Thank you, Ruben. Hey, one more thing. My wife, she put this sign above our bed and it's our anniversary date, which is zero eight, which is August first, nineteen eighty-one. And and on the bottom it says we decided forever. And I go, babe, when we decide on that, I just tease her, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Helped me so much too because uh own way of uh you know translating back to me so I can hear exactly what I was trying to say. There you go. All right, All right. hey, well, um uh, we we help each other out. This conversation has been reciprocal, and I hope that it plants some seeds in whoever <clears throat> listens to it to um, you know, look at themselves so that they can bring higher version of themselves into the relationship all right all right jackie hey well have a great day thank you okay thank you bye-bye what a great conversation right what'd you think of the part where he talked about meeting his wife when he was 15 years old and the the adjectives that he used to to describe her, I was like, man, what a what a classic love story. And then I wonder what that what the letter his wife wrote him about staying away because of her brothers. Man, what was that all about? Interesting stuff. I I, I know how that is. Um, I had a younger sister, and at one point I was the protective brother, so I know the game. But eventually he was able to, I guess, maybe win over the hearts of those guys and earn his place uh, within that family. 
And I'm sure everything's cool, copacetic now, but I wonder what that, what was that all about? Interesting stuff. So if you made it to the end of the podcast episode, thank you so much for listening. If you want to connect with me on Instagram, it is Ruben underscore Cuevas. Go ahead and give me a like, a subscribe, and a follow. And until next time, it is onward, always onward.